Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 386. Always expect the best from yourself. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Tim Howe. Tim, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am buckled and ready to fly. (laughs) All right, great. Tim Howe is the inventor and owner of Tire Wedgie. It's an innovative solution to that nagging challenge for anyone who's ever washed their vehicle. Form follows function in the simplicity of this design of a product that stops your water hose from getting stuck under the tire while you're cleaning your vehicle. Tim designed this new product and is bringing it to market to help car lovers like you and me make washing our vehicles a lot more fun and a lot less stressful. And being a guy who washes his cars a lot, when I saw this at the uh, auto show up in Seattle, I thought, wow, this is really cool. I've got to talk to this guy about bringing a new product to the car market, how he's done it. So I really appreciate you being with us here today, Tim. Thank you. So, Tim, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. If you could take a brief moment and share just a little bit more about what you're doing, about your life, and your passion for automobiles before we get into some of the questions. Yeah, definitely. Well, a little uh, about myself. I have been a Washington resident all of my life. I was born down in Tacoma. My passions, I think my two biggest passions are definitely going to be my love for the job that I do, which is fitness, kind of health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And my second biggest passion and hobby is vehicles. I love cars and trucks of all different make, shape and size. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting. You know, I worked in the automotive business for many, many years and I brought a lot of products to market, and I know what that takes. It's a it's a huge endeavor. It's a lot of work, but it's really cool. And I just had a guest on the show last week, Chris Stocker, who has invented this new little cup holder for specifically for Porsche 911s. And it was fun hearing his journey and how he goes through the whole process. So we're going to learn a lot more about you and about Tire Wedgie. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Tim, take the wheel. You know, one of my favorite quotes among many is, uh, it was told to me by an older gentleman when I was young, and he said, always expect the best from yourself. 
never settle for average or mediocre. And you will never have very many regrets in life, which is one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about how you've incorporated that into what you do for a living, but also into developing this new product. Well, you know, I like to strive for excellence. I do that within my washing my own vehicle. And one of the processes uh, is moving my hose around my vehicle pretty frequently. I have a truck, which is a very long vehicle, and Mm -hmm. this hose kept getting stuck. And one day I said, you know, I am sick and tired of this. It is affecting my mood as I go to wash. It's putting me in a hurry to do other things um, when it came to the detail process. And I wanted to sit back a little bit and kind of have helpful hands. That's what I call this product. It's kind of a, a helping hand to be able to guide your hose around. And then I started finding that all of my detail needs were met when it came to extension cords or high pressure hoses. Uh, uh, any, yeah. any of those things were just, I could put it on for the whole process of detailing and it was great. So in inventing this and working my prototypes, I found that there were some key things that needed to make this excellent uh, and the best, mm-hmm. which was it had to fit every size tire. It had to work every time you used it. It couldn't come off and it needed to work on every surface from asphalt and, and aggregate and bricks, but it also needed to work on grass and gravel. It needed to work on any surface because I have the luxury of having it on concrete, but some people didn't. So I didn't needed to make sure it was excellent and fit all that criteria. Ah, uh, it's very cool. And you know, again, I'm a guy. Yes, my neighbors—they're all off going to play golf on the weekends, and I'm out cleaning the cars. That's just what I love to do. And how many times have we had that cord? Get stuck under that tire and you you go to pull it and it jerks in your hand. You start getting, you're right, kind of changes your mood sometimes. Like something as simple as that. But uh, I think it's great that you brought something to market here that can make all of our lives a little more enjoyable around this passion we have for automobiles. Could you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life that you can remember when you really knew you were a car guy? You know, it was like many people, I uh, thought about this long and hard, and it was actually the time that I got my license, and I drove in a car by myself for the first time and had my independence, (laughs) and I knew that right there, I had a best friend. And it kind of reminded me of the first time you have your dog, and you're out in the woods walking together, and you're talking to this dog, and it seems to know everything you're saying. Well, in driving, the, the independence and the, the pride and the different feelings that came over me was a pivotal moment. And even though that was in a 1978 Dodge, I mean, a Datsun 510 hatchback. Oh, that's okay. Is, that's cool. <laughs> and that car, I just found a passion for cleaning it, washing it, and, and having that relationship. So Yeah, it's amazing the freedom that cars will give us. And I think that's the a big part of the living in the United States because everything's so big and spread out here. The fact that you can jump in a car and go anywhere, anytime, anywhere you want. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful feeling. So <laughs> I think we all all <laughs> thought back to that first time we got in that car and got to drive it by ourselves as well. Tim, I'd love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down or crawl under the hood and ask you to share a huge challenge or a great failure that you faced along the way. It could be something in your life. It could be something in your career and fitness or it could be a challenge you face in trying to bring this product to market because I would like to hear about that as well, what kind of hurdles you face. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome the situation and what did it teach you? Yeah, you know, great question. 
being a car enthusiast, I've, I've owned my fair share of different vehicles and cars. And one that comes to my mind that was something that threw challenges and, and different hurdles uh, for me to jump over was a 1954 CJ3B Jeep that I had. And I saw this at a neighbor's house about two miles away for most of my childhood riding my bike. And I said, you know, one day I'm going to own that Jeep that's underneath that tree that's all tired. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring that thing to life. And I got lucky enough to work hard and create money to go purchase that vehicle. But with that came uh, a whole bunch of different things that I wasn't ready for different challenges. And one of the biggest ones that I've come across is is kind of, you know, being having improvisation and, and improvising and being able to take and maybe not have necessarily the, the right tool for the right job, being able to improvise and fix things and create things from what we had. And so the crossover to my product is, is kind of having the right tools for the right job. A lot of the time we find ways to, to slightly fix things, but to have something simple that works every time that makes life that much more enjoyable for something that people are passionate about, I know that, was part of the journey here. So... Well, when you're developing a new product, what are some of the early big challenges that you run into when you realize, oh man, I like that old Jeep you found under the tree. Maybe this I bit off a little more than I could <laughs> chew, even though you're talking about a pretty simple product with, with what you guys produce, although that's the genius behind it. It is very simple. The form follows function, as I mentioned, but maybe you can walk us through some of those challenges with the, what comes up when you're trying to develop a new product. Oh, for sure. You know, it's it's not like watching the show Shark Tank and, and seeing these <laughs> products come on and you get excited for yourself and you might read a book or two that, you know, get you excited like I did at the beginning. You really realize that a good invention and a good product that fits a need and it's something that you're going to try to get your friends and family to like and then maybe even have a, you know, a place in the market for it to be on the shelves is that you realize Wow, my invention is one thirtieth of the venture. Hmm. Okay. And you don't know that and you don't realize that until it is something that you're pursuing, you know, diligently each day and, and putting it. So there's one thing to be excited by something and then there's another thing to be totally invested in it. And to get anything off the ground, I think you need to have that mindset of this is gonna be something I am dedicated to every day to be able to give it a chance. Sure. Well, let's dig a little deeper here. What are some specific things when you're trying to bring a specific product, your product to market, what are some of the things, the roadblocks that you run into, those challenges? Probably the biggest roadblock and hurdle uh, that I have faced is being able to uh, have my product made in a way that allows me to have the option to sell it in a large scale. With my product, it's made of some plastic materials um, that allow me the option to be able to have it plastic injection molded, but those molds can cost upwards of $20,000 to make. So they call it the one or one million, and they can make one of these for you with the 3D CAD molds, or you can have your mold, your big mold made and have up to a million made. Yeah, <laughs> so uh -huh. it's it's very weird place to be to kind of be at the 101 level and to try to start it to get it off the ground. So I've gotten lucky that I've got a garage full of tools that I've created my own little factory here and some friends that have, you know, donated time to be able to get this thing going to where I can make 
them in a little bit larger quantity to actually sell them. So that I think is for my product is the biggest hurdle. When is the right time to to pull that trigger and to get into the the big leagues? Oh yeah. Well, like I said, I spent 25 years in that arena and yes, paying for those molds and the risk and then all the marketing that comes afterwards. And then you've got all this product and is anybody going to buy anything? All that money up front, all that time and effort. It's a huge challenge. And there's it's what's cool about what you're doing is you found some ways to do this on a, a smaller scale to start with, to kind of test the waters, if you will, and see if this is going to make sense. So when you get into that 1 million mark, that big mold cost and produce a whole bunch of these things, you've already got a market to sell them to. So yeah, yeah, yeah very, sure. very cool. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I like to call a career aha moment. Uh, it's kind of a time when the headlights came on. You talked about a little bit with your product where, you know, everybody's had that issue with a cord getting stuck under the tire, but maybe you can elaborate or tell us of another aha moment in your career, your life, and the steps you took to make that a success. Sure. Well, one of my, you know, big aha moments was when I knew that my life was destined to search for greatness. And I never really thought about that, but uh, a lot of people in life, they kind of look at things as good is fair and good is, is good enough. And for me, I was always searching for greatness. I'm, I'm trying to strive for, you know, something that is beyond what I thought possible to give me that, that feeling of, you know, that satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And in washing my vehicle, uh, I had just gone so many years sitting there dealing with this thing that would cut off my water supply as I walked around the car. Um, It would affect different things when I was washing my car from, you know, kind of slagging and slapping my hose out of the way and it would hit my garage door. Um, It might even hit my nice car and I might wonder, oof, you know, I I don't like that. (laughs) And, And so, you know, expecting greatness in that experience um, kind of fueled me to, you know, pursue this even more than just, you know, I wonder if there's a, a fix for this. And that's, you know, being having and having that great experience. Um, it's I, I can't even tell you, Mark, how wonderful it is to go and circle your car waiting for it to get stuck. And it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. You know, and that's it's it's a, a wonderful feeling to, to be in the sun and it's hot and you're not having to worry about is the hose going to shut off water as I circle around as it's, you know, the sides are drying and it's just wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a classic and wonderful example of uh, having an issue, having a problem and then sitting down, giving it some thought and come up with a solution. So that's what's great about what you're, what you've done and what you're doing. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular, this stands out for you? You know, I would have to say when I've been working my whole life, I started when I was 12 years old digging ditches for the neighbor, you know, digging ditches for irrigation systems. And that's what I would do through the summers. And I always knew that I wanted to have some nicer things in life. And I knew if I worked very hard, I might have an opportunity to. So one of the pivotal times for me is is when I finally, with the work that I was doing, my kind of benchmark and and where I set my sights was to be able to, by myself, make more money than the average household income was making by myself. And when I did that and I finally got to that place, it allowed me to have a car that I was extremely excited to own and very proud to have, which at the time was, and I think still is a wonderful car, but I I basically got an Audi A6. It was the bi-turbo. Oh, nice car. Yeah. 
as a sedan, you know, it was, you know, leather seats and it just was my baby. And I remember washing that car maybe even three, four, five times a week because (laughs) I just loved the feeling of taking care of my investment. I had worked so many years to be in a place to be able to afford something like that. And from that point, even to now, vehicles are something that we should look at as even if you are leasing it should be something that you can be proud and passionate about it's a, it's a it's kind of like your clothing it's something that represents you and if you want to be kind of toting around with dirty shoes it's kind of like Forrest Gump everybody can tell a lot about you by your shoes well <laughs> i feel that same way about your vehicle you know and to to have yeah. it you know speak for you so yeah no i understand and all the listeners now are nodding their heads because we're all cut from the same cloth, you know, <laughs> living up here in the Northwest where it rains. I've washed my car out in the driveway in the rain many times. And some of my neighbors would just look at me and go, you're crazy. But I like to have a clean car. So, you know, sure. what can you do? Yeah. Let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked about that Audi, but what was your first, first really special car? It doesn't have to be your first car, but the first one that really had a lot of meaning to you. And maybe you can share a memory with that vehicle. Sure. Well, I would have to say it was back to that 1953 CJ3B. You know, it was uh, it had a big uh, engine, had a 302 small block in it. It had cherry bombers that came out the side that would blow flames as you, oh my gosh. As you idled up. It was just super fun. And I would say, honestly, probably the best feeling I had with that vehicle is when I saved up money and I went down to discount tire and I actually got to put on some nice rims and tires onto it and i remember <laughs> looking at it for the first time coming back when they had put them on and i go oh wow that is exciting and when i drove off with that i was at the top of the world i mean it was just it was like uh it was like dicaprio on the front of the titanic for me you know? <laughs> <laughs> well you know you said some things and you kind of repeat yourself here and i i think it's an important lesson is when you can go out and earn your own money and buy your own things you certainly feel a lot more special about them they sure. just they just mean so much more to you because from digging ditches to detailing cars uh, what i did to buy my first car you know you just feel a lot better and there's nothing like a new set of wheels and tires either that's that's always awesome <laughs> how sure. about seller's remorse is there a vehicle you've owned that you've let go that you really wish you had back in the garage well you know two years later after uh owning that restoring it uh i had to unfortunately sell that jeep at the time needed to for school to commute down to Kenmore and a little tiny seven gallon gas tank just wasn't cutting it. <laughs> no. And you know, it didn't get the best gas mileage either. So right. you know, looking back and 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 my wife liked it. You know what I mean? So uh she was my girlfriend at the time, but now is my wife and we still talk about, you know, driving that thing around and all the memories of, you know, going to different, you know, like Burger Master and having a nice burger in your Jeep and, you know, all those memories. So if there was remorse and there was a vehicle I'd love to have back or even know where it was at these days, you know, that would be the one. <laughs> there you go. The flamethrower cherry bomb Jeep. I love it. <laughs> How about current projects? And I know you're the product that you've developed now, the tire wedgie. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about where you are in your progress with that product and where you want it go, where you think you see it going, what are your your short-term goals for Tire Wedgie and getting it out there in front of the public. We are working really hard at being able to get this um, in front of people to know that there is something that exists that solves this problem. Mm -hmm. We just uh, a few weeks ago were at the auto show and had great success. We sold 
just shy of I think five hundred dollars worth of them. It cool. Was, it was just a, it was a really great exposure. A lot of people that loved it and got information. We've been getting uh, all kinds of hits on our website and and on Facebook, of course. And I'd say the the next steps for us is uh, we are trying to get into a few different retail locations and make some relationships with kind of out of what we were thinking. Uh, so some detail people that are mobile detail services to make their life better. Mm-hmm. I've got a few pairs out with firefighters that use them and have been loving them. We would love to get them in the hands of, you know, anybody that owns a home that would love to, uh, that would love to, you know, have that uh, something that is a part of their tool kit in their garage yeah. to, you know, to ease their life. But right now we are actually getting on Amazon uh, in the next month. Awesome. That's kind of a big step for us. Oh, yeah. We are going to be uh, shooting for the Flower and Garden Show here in Seattle area. Uh, so that'll be another big uh, exposure for the general public. And Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I would say that's kind of our short-term goals. But our long-term goal is to, is to definitely uh, find ourselves hopefully um, selling in a store. I mean, that would be wonderful to have this right next to the other hose tending options for you in, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's or even maybe AutoZone or Riley's, you know, um, Advanced Auto Parts, any of these stores that that have an area for that car enthusiast to go and find something that, that makes their life so much more simple. So Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Great. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Tim. If you were a car... What kind of car would you be and why? You know, that's a that's also <laughs> a wonderful question. You know, I this is kind of strange. I would have to say, honestly, it is the vehicle that I own right now. <laughs> oh yeah? What's that? Yeah, it's a 2005, I bought it brand new, 2005 Dodge 2500 diesel truck. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you're a truck. <laughs> you know, I'm a truck because I have found that one of my deepest passions and things that that excite me is to help people. Ah, And I started thinking about that. I was like, you know, my truck has helped so many people move, help them with yard stuff, helped goodwill runs, help people that have had that emergency, you know, move from an apartment in the middle of the night. (laughs) And, you know, and I, I don't know, it's a, it's a good reflection of kind of the type of person I am. I don't need to be big and, you know, huge and you know you know out there I, I like to just be kind of more simple and kind of you know laid back also on a side note I was uh way back in 2005 I was the west coast strongman and oh so, wow you know I, I kind of think of my truck as something that can haul a lot of weight up uh-huh. you know, and over the past so uh, a lot of the events we did like pushing you know big huge vehicles and flipping uh, you know 600 pound tires and, oh my gosh and, oh yeah and you know picking up these huge stones and putting them up on these pedestals and stuff you know I I kind of think of my truck as you know not to brag but you know to kind of just be there going you know it's it is kind of a, like me <laughs> yeah yeah wow made Most- to work I've watched some of those strongman competitions. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy, the stuff that that you guys do. That's incredible. Well, that's why I like that question. And you answered it in a really, really masterful way with the kind of person you are and the fact that you help people with physical training, but you're a strong guy and, you know, helpful. All those things combined are great. That's why I like that question so much. So, Tim, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsor. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool 
every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of MetroVac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. MetroVac is the right choice. Learn more today at MetroVac.com. Use discount code CARSYEAH20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at CarsYeah.com slash sponsors. Okay, Tim, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yeah. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Don't fix it until it's broken. (laughs) That's a good one. Will you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? Well, you know, always expecting the best, like back to my quote, is just always be about integrity. You know, um, sit there and, and strive for, you know, when no one's looking, what choice did you make? Yeah, ah, great way to run your life. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? You know, I do. Uh, in thinking about that question, out of all the people that I know, um, I have a friend here on the east side who does the most unbelievable high-end but right price point dent removal in your vehicle. Oh, cool. He's been been doing this for just shy of 20 years. Mm -hmm. His name's Doug uh, for Dent Solutions. And when I was thinking about that, I was like, you know, he is the guy. He does (laughs) from Ferrari down to Nissan, back over to, you know, the Lamborghini guys to, you know, Range Rover. He is amazing. He's the guy that won't drill holes in your vehicle and will somehow pull this dent out in a, you know, in four hours. And you're like, you are literally magic with your hands yeah you know i've used a, a service that's way down south further south here where i live in gig harbor because we're we're a good hour and a half apart here where you live and i live here in the northwest and uh it's a magic what those guys can do so we'll make sure that we put his uh name and his website up on your show notes page so the local folks here can find him because it is pretty cool what those guys can do and they can cut huge amount of dollars off automotive repair for those people that were not so careful with their cars and they banged into yours. So for sure, for sure. Tim, is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy reading? You know, I do. If you're excited by inventions and and possibly inventing your own products, one of the first books that I read was a book by Lori Grenier. And it's the book she put out two years ago. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I think it's Invent It, Build It, and Bank It. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's it's a wonderful step-by-step process of kind of self-evaluating your your product or your invention and finding if there's, you know, a true big need for this. And so uh, each chapter goes through different things from prototyping to, uh, you know, kind of middle phases of, you know, funding and the options for you from, you know, Kickstarter. And then it goes further into marketing your product and, and getting exposure out there. And it's just a, it's a easy read, well put together book that I think if you're interested in your own product and inventing it is kind of a a must read. Oh, sounds great. Awesome. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Tim has shared with us at carsyeah.com slash Tim Howe. And his last name is spelled H-O-W-E, an E on the end like my last name. And also there's a great place on the Carsyeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book 
and all the other books recommended by the guests here on Cars Yeah can be accessed. Easy clicks to go purchase those books and learn a lot more. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? I know that you're a trainer. You help people with physical fitness and nutrition and all of that. I would say, honestly, my biggest pastime and and hobby that I do right now is definitely my family and my kids. I'm a person that works a lot, and I try to carve out time uh, and the most important things, uh, time with my little uh, five and and seven-year-old, you know, being able to (laughs) go and make it to their games and to be able to read with them and and go to their school functions, that, that honestly is the whole reason for me and my wife's existence is, is definitely our kids. So. Absolutely. Great. I love it. All right, Tim, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you one collector car, anything in the world you'd like. Money's no object. That's the kind of guy I am today. What would that one vehicle be? That one car, truck, whatever you'd want to put in your garage. And more importantly, why? Wow, what a question. Yeah. Um, you know, I would have to say my favorite vehicle right now that has a place in my heart that I hope to have someday is a DBS Aston Martin. And I would love that car uh, in kind of like this. I saw it in a very rare color in a dark kind of cobalt blue, like a darker blue with a light interior. And after watching Casino Royale and seeing the, the DB on that, uh, that Aston Martin, I just knew that those lines were amazing. And then I went over to my one of my good friend's houses, and his father had just purchased a new, a new Vantage in his garage. Nice. And he said, have you ever sat in one of these? <laughs> and when I sat in it and I saw that interior, I knew that that was the pinnacle of success. And that kind of car also is kind of a, a time capsule and, and a piece that you could hand down to your kids and other generations. So. Uh, they are beautifully designed cars. I love the Aston Martins and beautiful choice, awesome cars. I've been able to drive a Vantage. I've not driven a DBS, but I've driven the Vantage. Oh, really, really nice cars, but they just look so good. Uh, <laughs> they just look so nice. Yeah, I could just sit and stare at them all day long. Well, Tim, you have taken me on a great ride today, and I want to thank you for sharing your stories and your journey of this new tire wedgie product that you've come up with. I think it's really great. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off in the sunset in your Aston Martin DBS? You know, in my parting words, I would recommend for people to just enjoy the simple things in life. You know, sometimes we get so caught up in in sitting in the traffic and getting bogged down, but go enjoy your car. Go enjoy the, the small things and those free things in life. And, you know, one of those therapeutic things that some people forget to do is to go and enjoy yourself washing your car. I know it sounds like a chore, but there's no better feeling than to have a little project there that's an hour and a half that you can literally start and finish in an hour and a half and look back at it and feel so wonderful. You're right. In my garage, I have a sign that says, shh, therapy in progress. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, washing and detailing cars is therapy. And the greatest thing is it's a little bit of exercise, but also when you're done, you're way ahead of where you started because you can stand back and uh, smile at the shine that you created. So great advice. Tim, tell us the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business. Well, you know, I would uh, recommend reaching out via Facebook. Um, You can just type in Tire Wedgie on there and you'll find our page. Um, Go and like it. But you're going to see kind of a a real-time 
uh, of what our product's doing and the, the problems that it's solving and, and kind of our growth. And if you want to know more about the product in greater detail on how it works, its function, you can always go to our website at tirewedgie.com. And that's basically spelled T-I-R-E-W-E-D-G-E-E. And that'll have the YouTube stuff on there. And yeah, so feel free. We'd love to love to contact with you. And can our listeners purchase those right off your website? They can. Yes, awesome. we, have, we have that ability. Awesome. Great. Tire Wedgie. Well, check them out. I know all of our Cars Yeah listeners who love to detail and clean their cars are going to love this product. It makes things just the simplest things so much better. Listeners, you can find links again to everything we've talked about here today at carsyeah.com slash Tim Howard. Just put Tim in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. Tim, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark Green. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.